This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Here's something to think about. Criminal justice reform. That's a big topic, and both people on the right and people on the left have different priorities for that. But there are a few areas that appeal to people from a variety of different perspectives, and that has to do with, okay, what happens after you've actually paid your sentence and uh, at least in concept uh, paid your debt to society? Well, April has been declared all over the country second chance month or second chances month. What does that actually mean and what does it mean more specifically to your community? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. I am joined now by Sammy Perez from Prison Fellowship Ministries. And a lot of people may say, wait a minute, Mike, why are you talking about anything that has to do with prison to lead off a syndicated show? But what we're not what we're not talking about is prison. We're talking about the people who are generally leaving prison, correct? Yeah, Mike, uh, thank you so much for inviting me today. And uh, you're absolutely correct. That's that's what we're talking about um, when we talk about the idea of uh, second chances and, and second chance month, which is the uh, nationwide campaign uh, that was launched by Prison Fellowship back in 2017, uh, really just geared to unlock second chances for the tens of millions of Americans who live with a criminal record and who have paid their debt to society. And somebody may say, well, Sammy, that's all well and good. They pay their debts to society. We forgive them. But part of the part of the issue is you made your bed. You lie in it. You committed the crime. Part of the consequences is this follows you around. What should, if anything, people rethink about the way we've thought of ex-cons, as you know, we used to say? Yeah, you know, that that's uh that's a really good question. And um, you know, I, one of the things that uh, we talk about at Prison Fellowship is as, as Christians, you know, we, we sort of wrestle with this dichotomy of justice and mercy, right? So there's a part of us that yearns out for justice when, uh, when we see someone that has uh, committed a wrong, right? Um, but there's also another aspect of that, um, and that other aspect is, is, is mercy or redemption, Right. And, and the Bible is clear uh, when, uh, you know, about God's uh, view of, of justice and really his unwavering commitment to justice. And in the book of Isaiah, we learn to, to do good, seek justice and correct oppression. Right. And, uh, and also in, in Hebrews, we're reminded to remember those in prison as if we were together with them in prison. And when we think about uh, men and women who uh, have uh, committed crimes and, and now are living with a criminal record. Uh, one aspect that uh, we we can't forget is the aspect of redemption or the aspect of second chances. We totally agree that uh, men and women should be held accountable, right? That 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 accountability should actually be in proportion to the crime that was committed, right? We 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 advocate for public safety, but at the same time, uh, we also advocate for an opportunity. You know, once someone has paid their debt to society to actually be able to reach their full potential and to receive a second chance to come back out into the community and to be productive citizens. We're visiting with Sammy Perez, who's the grassroots director with Prison Fellowship Ministries. What does a second chance look like? I mean, what does that mean, Sammy? Are we talking about something from a governmental perspective? Are you asking people to change their mindset on things? A little bit of both, something else. What does that actually mean to say Second chance. 
Yeah, great, great question, Mike. And I think it really falls into both of those categories. So I think it begins with the individual, right? And, and us as individuals really um, assessing ourselves and our own beliefs about second chances. And, and one of the things that um, I always like to, to remind folks is that we all have at some point in our life needed a second chance. So uh, when we operate out of, this, um, out of this idea that we know ourselves personally what it's like to receive a second chance or to need one, I think that that should fuel our desire uh, to extend that to individuals who have made a bad decision but are now looking to, um, to uh, regain uh, their lives and to, and to regain their, themselves within society. Um, but I also think it does extend to government institutions and to the government, um, which is one of the things that Prison Fellowship um, advocates for. So we advocate for proportional punishment, uh, for a constructive corrections culture, and for second chances. And, and our desire is uh, to, um, to change laws and to make them more restorative. So that way, uh, men and women who um, have committed crimes and they've paid their debt to society, that they now have a chance to come out uh, and, to, and to be productive and to really contribute uh, back to their communities, to contribute to their families, and, and oftentimes to be a part of a solution uh, that, that our country is struggling with. If I've not had a criminal record, I don't have that. Why should I care if somebody else gets a second chance? You know, that, that's a good question. And um, the reason I think we should all care about this is because the, the, the truth of the matter is that crime impacts all of us. Whether or not we were directly involved in a crime, right? We live in a community that was impacted uh, by crimes that are committed. So um, uh, as we all seek together, uh, to create uh, an environment um, and a, a healthy and safe community, uh, it's important for us to remember that um, the, these individuals who are incarcerated will come home to our community. So in fact, 95% of people who are currently incarcerated are going to come home to our communities one day. So the, that begs the question, for us who are in society and who are working to maintain and to uh, foster a safe communities is what kind of environment do we want these individuals to come home to? Do we want them to come home to an environment that um, is unwelcoming, right? An environment that perpetuates uh, uh, cycles of crime and cycles of incarceration by placing barriers to things like employment and housing and education? Or do we want them to come home to a society that um, is welcoming and that says, you know what, you made it, you made a bad decision, you've served your time, you've paid your debt to society, and now we want you to have an opportunity to continue to prove that you can be productive within our community. Can we be tough on crime and still also have a second chance mindset? Are the two complementary? Are they exclusive of one another? Can we focus on getting the bad guys off the streets right now? Absolutely. You know, and I, I believe that these two are, are very complementary, right? So um, reality is that we don't want to side, sidestep public safety, that that public safety is one of the most important uh, components to, uh, to this argument or uh, just in general to this conversation of second chances, right? So uh, we want to say that um, people should be held accountable, right? And um, reality is that there may be some people um, to, to help keep the public safe um, that need to spend time in prison, right? And, and we want to make sure that that happens because uh, no one 
uh, wants to see victims. No one wants to see uh, uh, businesses uh, suffering or individuals suffering uh, from people who are committing crimes. Um, but I think that there's a smart way that we can do this, a way that um, not only holds people accountable and incarcerates those who should be incarcerated, but also provides alternatives for folks who um, maybe are struggling with a mental addiction, or maybe they're struggling with a substance abuse disorder that um, can be treated by other things, things other than incarceration that um, can honor public safety, right? Continue to uh, keep people accountable, but also provide them an opportunity to make the changes that are necessary in order for them to contribute and be, be productive members of society. And how do we find out what you all are working on, whether it's uh, in public policy or other ministries? What's the website, social media, things like that? Yeah, so uh, prisonfellowship.org. Uh, uh, if you go to our website, you can find out um, all about the great work that we're doing, both in prisons, uh, work that we're doing with children around the nation who have parents who are incarcerated, and also the work, the great work that we're doing within the advocacy state uh, space, both in uh, the federal government, but also uh, in target states around our nation. So uh, prisonfellowship.org is our website. Um, you can also follow us on social media. Uh, we have uh, terrific videos of uh, transformation stories of, of men and women who um, have just taken advantage of their uh, second chance and are, are, are really proving that uh, we as a, a society should be welcoming uh, to these men and women. All right, Sammy Perez, Prison Fellowship Ministries. Appreciate the uh, time today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mike. All right, just ahead, uh, the COVID-era shutdowns or restrictions are over, so why are some medical professionals worried about an increase in drug abuse and even overdoses? Find out what the realities are just ahead right here on American Viewpoints.